0: and you can see the top of the the beast. of the sand of the beast. And you the top of the sand of the beast. And you can see the top of the you can
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Secret Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question what we've been taught, in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, with Service of Change, where you can read my book for free. I am human, and we are not who we think we are. Just by going to serviceofchange.com/slash. I am human, add your email address, you'll get the free newsletter, and you'll get free access to read the book that will challenge your understanding of reality, that will pose the questions, that will start the ball rolling and unraveling this crazy mess called life that we currently believe we exist within. Moving on, this is going to be a great show tonight. I've got a lot that I want to get into. Uh, The main theme of the show is health care versus wellness care, sick care, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Some great information just came across my way, uh, an article on NPR talking about the lies that have been put out through the scientific research funded by the Sugar Companies is it a big surprise we've been lied to and I have another article talking about corruption within the CDC that I want to talk about but before I jump into that uh, some great ways to connect make sure if you haven't done so or, or already whichever medium you're listening on subscribe through SoundCloud through iTunes uh, you know or through the YouTube channel that's the best way to stay connected actually the best way is to sign up for the secret newsletter because you get the updates sent right to your inbox but SoundCloud iTunes YouTube uh, I'm going really fast tonight let me sl- let me slow it down for a minute. I get so excited when I do this show, talking about everything, trying to feed it in there. Uh, again, I just want to thank you for joining me. Um, you know, I was on a roll, and I think I lost my train of thought by by slowing myself down. But many ways to stay connected. Make sure you're doing that. Be sure to check out the Facebook feed, facebook.com/truthseeker. T R U T H S E I. K-E-R. There's uh, constantly good stuff going up there. I've been uh, really on my A-game with sharing stuff on there. So I just need you to get on there. Hit that like button, hit that share button, hit that comment button because it helps spread the word. The more people that comment or at least hit the like button or something, the more people will see it. And that's the goal in trying to get these messages out there and share this information because it's important as you're going to hear tonight on this show this is the revolution it's a peaceful revolution but this is the change we have the power I'm going to talk about some stuff that may anger you a little bit that may scare you a little bit but the goal of the show is to do neither you're going to walk around Walk away from this show feeling more empowered with knowledge than you are feeling afraid and scared because you're going to have the tools that you need to make a difference. And again, that's how I try to separate myself is I may tell you some things that may sound scary and infuriating, but I try to give you options on things that you can do as well. So that's where I'm going with this. But first, I want to jump back to a story I covered uh, last week on the show. If I can find it here, it was talking about the space... X explosion, the, uh, the rocket that blew up where uh, there were lots of claims going through saying that a UFO was responsible for the destruction of that rocket. Uh, on September 12th, uh, Coast to Coast AM had an article that came out and says the article was titled, SpaceX Stumped by Mysterious Rocket Explosion. And it basically goes on to say that, you know, the CEO of the company um, made a statement that uh, goes along the lines of something possibly hit the rocket. Uh, Hold on, let me not misquote him. That's in the article. Basically, he's saying he's not ruling anything out to include the possibility that a foreign object uh, ha- had that rocket explode. He's calling for help from uh, the FAA, from the, you know, the U.S. Air Force, all the federal agencies to help um, figure out what happened because he's saying it's the most difficult and complex failure they've ever had in 14 years, trying to understand what happened. So on last week's show, I put out there, to me, it looked like a bird. Maybe, maybe there's something else that I'm missing in that video uh, I'll have the links to it again at serviceofchange.com in the show notes for this episode. Please take a look at it. Let me know what you think. If you have more information on it, hit me up you know through Facebook or through uh, email, the contact page at serviceofchange.com. Uh, let's try and figure this out. Let, let, let us amateur uh, analysts take a look and see what we can figure out. I, I thought it looked like a bird, but if the CEO is coming out, who knows? Who knows what he has in mind here, what he's seen, what information he has. So the mystery deepens at that point. I thought it was a done deal. So another interesting article uh, that just came across my field. I found this at uh, openminds.tv, and it's called Washington Witness Describes UFO with Fins." Uh, Dated September 13th by Roger Marsh. A Washington witness at Auburn reported watching a teardrop-shaped UFO with fins according to testimony in case 78929 from the MUFON network. Uh, the witness was driving a f- to a family member's home when the object was first noticed at 2 18 p.m. on September 4th. There's diagrams of this article, of, I'm sorry, of this, uh, UFO as well. Looks like this taken right from the MUFON report and just goes on to explain what this person saw. Uh, pretty interesting. I- I've personally never seen a, uh, a teardrop or, or read about a teardrop with wings. Um, Who knows? Is it aliens? Is it something from Inner Earth? Is it some secret Military government program That's flying out there? Or is this person Just off their rocker? Uh, I tend to believe That they saw something. I don't know what it was That they saw, but again, uh, I'd be curious To hear your thoughts on that. So again I'll have the link to this article uh, In the show notes at servicechange.com Check it out. Let me know what you think And something else, a lot of stuff In the UFO realm. I could have done a whole show on, uh, On UFO stuff tonight, but Let's just keep this with the current events. Uh, another article that came across my feed from uh, you know, and you're gonna want to check this this website out. It'll be in my show notes, but alienufosightings.com. I'm constantly sharing their stuff onto my page because they have articles that I think are very interesting, very informative, uh, you know, and, and worth your time, worth looking at because they really get you thinking about stuff. And and they're constantly putting out content, which is pretty awesome. So uh, check it out. You can find a link through ServiceChange.com. But the article that they that I just saw uh, today. Was titled "Obama Advisor John Podesta's Biggest Regret: Keeping America in the Dark About UFOs," and one, one of the quotes they have in here it was one of, one of Podesta's tweets, and he wrote, "Finally, my biggest failure of 2014: once again, not securing the disclosure of the UFO files. #Hashtag The Truth Is Still Out There." Uh, wow! So what does that mean you know and we can speculate all day long you know does he have knowledge that he just wasn't able to disclose to the american people i mean well you know the article goes on to say well he would certainly have access i don't know if he has access or if it's so compartmentalized that people within the presidential cabinet don't have that type of access i don't know it would give them plausible deniability but it's interesting that somebody in that position actually even addressed the disclosure now there's a lot of stuff that great stuff going on with the disclosure project i believe that's uh Stephen Greer's work uh you know where they have members of congress they have uh you know um, you know political figures from from other countries as well and, and expert witness testimony set talking about The UFOs that they have seen, check it out if you haven't figured, if you haven't looked at this disclosure project yet, um, you know, they've held formal Congress-level type hearings, um, you know, basically proving that UFOs exist. There is a phenomenon going on. Obviously, the media hasn't picked it up for obvious reasons uh, or picked it up to the levels that we want them to. Why is it that we keep denying this stuff? We have enough credible information that there's that there are UFOs out there. Now, where are they from? I I don't know. A UFO is strictly an object we can't identify. So, if it's just this black budget that everybody talks about and it's it's our stuff, who knows? Maybe it's UFO related UFO. There I am, you know, not paying attention to myself. Maybe it's alien related. Maybe it's inter earth related, uh, interdimensional related. I I don't know, but the mystery's there and until we can acknowledge that this exists, then we're never going to take a step beyond the argument and maybe that's what's designed. But do we need the government to give us the okay that yes, UFOs exist? No! Every one of you listening is an intelligent human being. Make your own decision and then take the next step. If we stop presenting it as mystery and start presenting the facts as we know them, Then we can move forward. Let's accept this as a part of our paradigm. Let that paradigm shift happen. Let's put that out there, and then we can move forward in trying to figure out what these are. And that is one of the main goals of the Seeker podcast, is to make these types of discussions and conversations more comfortable and common. I came out of the closet on this uh, about a year and a half ago when I, I had absolutely had enough when I published I Am Human and gave it out for free because of what I witnessed with my father's transition. I refuse to just spit out the party lines that you hear surrounding death. There's something else on the other side, and it's not always good. And there's something else going on beyond our perception that we need to be aware of. And I'm gonna, you know, what I'm gonna talk about tonight ties into that. And before I jump into that. Before I jump into you know healthcare and sick care and how it relates to my dad and it's just the synchronicity of everything that literally just fell in my lap within the past day, which is how this show came together, which is why I love doing what I'm doing. I, I, I came across an article that really inspired me. Uh, I don't know if it's on the web. I, I get a uh, it's called a Natural Awakenings magazine and it's a free magazine. It's all over the U.S. Um, I don't think the articles are the same within each region, but this article uh, really hit close to home for me and it's called the modern shaman ancient practices heal body and soul by linda sechrist and i'm just going to read a couple lines from it uh, but but basically what this article talked about is the the growing interest by medical professionals and doctors and just at your average person in shamanism now this is something that fell into my lap or i, I should say i fell into back in maybe 2005 when i was transitioning from cop to teacher I was really trying to understand number one what are these things that people are seeing like the ufos and the aliens and the shadow people because i was seeing them myself and how does that relate to my spiritual path i was trying desperately to find i thought i had to find a religion Uh, but i just wanted to find my own spiritual way and one day i just fell into a book it was uh like the the guide to paganism and my christian upbringing told me whoa this is devil related stay away from it but I started reading the description on the back and I said this has nothing to do with evil or the devil this whole book talks about finding balance and loving nature and living in balance and harmony with those around you and having respect for all life I said that really resonates with me so I jumped into this book and that one book led to another and I was and I kind of came across like hey shamans are pretty cool uh, you know They're really connected to the, the other realms or the warriors that go in and, and uh, address problems in the spirit world, basically. So I could go on forever about that. But uh, they also work with a lot of um, medicinal healing, with, with herbalism and using the correct plants and the correct herbs to help heal um, not just your physical body but your energy body as well. So this article talks about how this is growing. And what I want us to take from this is – Inspiration. Let me read what they said at first. Since 1986, the Four Winds Society with international headquarters in Miami, Florida, has graduated more than 10,000 practitioners. It teaches genuine respect for the sacredness of metaphysical forces in existing in all natural beings and objects and the connection between the material world and spiritual plane. Skipping ahead, uh, there's a quote here. Uh, I think they're quoting one of the... Uh, participants in this article I've studied various areas of medicine and found them devoid of tools and methods that empower patients to make changes that lead to better health now all this is going to tie into what I'm talking about tonight on tonight's show skipping ahead again uh, one of the patients was unhappy with his job feeling it only served to support a costly family lifestyle upon discerning his true desire was to own a gym and teach people how to get healthy he took action quote a heart procedure was no longer necessary stored anger can create heart disease as well as cancer he remarked so by changing his lifestyle by adopting the shamanic way you know he he found the balance because energy as i talk about in many of my shows has a can have a positive or a negative effect on your body and a lot of times the jobs that we have become slaves to can bring that stress upon us and make us ill and that is a perfect segue into what I want to talk about tonight now this article inspired me so much because number one they said ten thousand practitioners have graduated through this through this program change is happening and I want to say change in the fact that people are going back to the old ways I like to stay away from the term waking up because I think that's been corrupted at this point but change is happening And we should take some inspiration from that. And there are more of us out there than we realize. That's why it's so important when you hear something you like, or you see something you like, share it. Share it on your social media feeds and make a comment, hey, I support this, or this is interesting, or just throw it out there, what do you think? Because we need to flood it with this type of stuff. We're still hooked on, myself included to an extent, but I still try to do more positive and negative. But we're still hooked on the let me wake you up phase. Let me expose this to you phase. And all we're doing is sharing the bad. We need to share the good because we need to take the next step. We all know things are bad. I hear that time and time again when people are talking about the mess of this political debate right now. But what are you going to do about it? And here's the thing. And I don't have the actual article in front of me, but I'm sure it's common knowledge. If you're listening to my podcast, I'm sure you've heard it on countless other podcasts and articles. All the major media companies in the world are run by six companies. I believe that's the figure. I can't find the the quote right now. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. But for the purposes of this show, let's just move past that. So you're getting a very scripted version of what's happening in the world. You're being fed the constant negativity, sadness, fear chaos which ties into my research in food for the archons because that's a desired energetic output of you and if you don't understand what I'm saying go back listen to my show on social coherence and the Trump effect for starters and and uh, we can move beyond that this stuff is all connected so I'm, my apologies for going too fast I'll have links at service to changecom in the show notes as always but healthcare let me take a step back with food for the archons the inspiration for that book that i'm working on that i'm that i'm doing quite well as far as uh, editing is concerned i'll talk about that at the end of the show um i watched my father die he died of of cancer and part of that problem was his doctor was an idiot or was paid off i don't know um But one of the things that they wanted they wanted to treat him with chemo they wanted to treat him with radiation the chemo my father had a horrible reaction to because once he started the chemo he started having seizures and then he started having strokes and next thing we know he's on hospice suffering and you know then he's dead before he ended up at that final stage we we really started doing some research, and I, and I cover this in, in Food for the Archons. Actually a year before, I had an intuitive moment where it did not I didn't understand it until my father got sick, but I, I received a message um, through my intuition. Uh, I, I, I can't explain where it came from, I cover it more in the book, I don't want to go into it too much right now, but the message basically said, you need to move to an alkaline diet an alkaline diet is where your bloodstream is more alkaline than it is acidic the pH level of it because what research is showing is that in an acidic environment disease like cancer and sickness thrives it's easier to spread in an acidic environment so if you move to an alkaline system Cancer will not be able to spread, your immune system will grow stronger, and will be able to better fight it off naturally. Now, I'm not well enough of an expert to know to, to tell you that's all you need to do. I, I don't think that's the case, but start doing your homework, especially if you know somebody who's sick, on the alkaline diet, because there there is a lot of information out there about the effectiveness of such a diet in preventing and treating cancer so i started coming across this information with my father when he was sick but it was too late and uh and there was some other stuff going on with him again that's the the core of food for the archons you know with these parasites that were uh infecting his mind but i came across two documentaries that really terrified me one was called cancer the forbidden cure and what that did was it showed historically over the past 75 years i want to say different people who came up with a cure for cancer they were treating people in many cases who were terminal and told by their doctors you're not going to make it and then they were treating them with basic herbs and and, you know home remedies and curing their cancer and some of these people are still alive today and then it goes on to show how the cdc And the FDA did everything possible to shut these clinics down. And they went on to further explain that when the medical colleges were first, you know, coming up back in the 1930s, there were two schools of thought, treating people with herbs and, uh, you know, natural remedies and treating people with chemicals and drugs. And basically people with the herb treatments would survive the illness and heal and be better. People with the chemicals and drugs would usually beat the illness, but then later die from the treatments is what this documentary says. So what he goes on to explain in this documentary is that the Rockefellers um, were philanthropists and they invested in these medical colleges. And they invested so much money that they said, hey, we want to put somebody on the board. We want to have our people on your board of directors to oversee that our money is being spent appropriately. And as soon as that happened, they changed the teaching practices from – uh, natural cures and herbs and and nutrition to pharmaceutical drugs because they had interests in the pharmaceutical companies and that's how far big pharma got its claws sunk into the training of doctors so doctors may have good intentions but what's being taught and i'm not a doctor i don't know exactly what's being taught in that school my understanding is they're not teaching enough nutrition. They were teaching drugs, push drugs, push drugs. Look how many different drugs are out there on the market. You can't watch a show at all on basic cable without seeing a commercial for some kind of drug, for some kind of ailment that has a laundry list of symptoms that are even worse than what you're dealing with. But that's what's pushed. That's the conditioning, that's the training. And you, if you look at my show called The Milgram Experiment, if you look at some of the stuff that I've shown uh, on the Facebook feed, You're going to see how easily we are programmed when an authority tells us to do it and everyone's doing it. We easily fall in the line because we don't like to be different. What I'm telling you is if you're listening to this show, then you have already made the choice that you want to do something different and something better. You just need to be aware of it. That's how you undo the programming. So, you know, this stuff really... It floored me when I found this out. So again, a doctor may have good intentions, but they're not being trained on the benefits of herbs. What they will always say is, "Well, there's no research on that stuff. We'll do some damn research on on the benefits of the herbs and of the of the you know the treatments and and how they help." But the problem is, I can grow garlic all day long for free in, in my home. That's how I treat myself when I get the cold or the flu with garlic with ginger uh... with cayenne pepper with lemon that's my medicine i don't have to go to the store and spend ten dollars for something that's gonna last me three days and i'm gonna feel all foggy and medicine heady You know, they don't want you to know that because there's no money in it and that ties into you know what i'm talking about here my wife sent me an article today from npr and uh... this article was called fifty years ago sugar industry quietly paid scientists to point blame at fat. Now when I saw this, obviously I had a whole bunch of flashbacks from what I was already uncovering about my father's death. Because side note here, um, we're pushing health care on my dad, you know, I mean I'm sorry, we're pushing nutrition on my father and trying to change his diet. Meanwhile, his doctor's telling him, Your cancer is highly treatable, you're going to be fine, eat what you want. She the dietitian actually told him To gain weight because that you're going to lose during chemo, put frosting on everything because cancer changes your taste buds. Instead of telling the man to eat an avocado because an avocado is very healthy for you. It's got good healthy fats and it can really help, uh, you know, nutritionally give your body the the replace what's being lost. They told him to add sugar, but sugar feeds cancer. When you give somebody a PET scan, which is designed to identify where the cancer is in your body, you drink a giant glass of sugar water. And what happens is that sugar water has a chemical in it that glows a particular color. It basically lights up when you're scanned because it's a, and it's attracted to the cancer cells. So wherever this stuff is glowing, it's where the cancer is because cancer thrives on sugar. And they're telling him to eat sugar. I kid you not, this is what happened. Okay. So, what this article discusses and it's going to be in the show notes at serviceschange.com I highly recommend you read it and check the sources of it, but it says uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of it. In the 1960s, the sugar industry funded research that downplayed the risks of sugar and highlighted the hazards of fat, according to a newly published article in JAMA Internal Medicine or J-A-M-A I don't know, I've never read the ma- the article, the magazine um The article draws on internal documents to show that an industry group called the Sugar Research Foundation wanted wanted to, quote, refute concerns about sugar's possible role in heart disease. The SRF then sponsored research by Harvard scientists that did just that. The result was published in the New England Journal of Medicine in 1967 with no disclosure of the sugar industry funding. The sugar funded project in question was in literature review examining a variety of studies and experiments. It suggests there were major problems with all the studies that implicated sugar and concluded that cutting fat out of the American diets was the best way to address coronary heart disease. So what they did is they paid scientists to try to discredit all the articles that linked sugar to being a problem and uh, contributing factor to heart disease. And then they said, well, the real problem is fats. Now, there are good fats and there are bad fats. I'm not uh, well versed enough to sit here and try and explain it to you. My wife is the one that uh, better explains that stuff to me. And again, I'm always learning, but there are good fats and there are bad fats. Um, But sugar is more of the problem, is what it sounds like. Not what it sounds like, what it is. Uh, and there's a do- there's a couple documentaries that uh, you're going to want to look at uh, let's see, did I write them down? no, but I have them here I have them up the one is called Sugar, the Bitter Truth you can find it on YouTube but I'll have it in uh, the show notes at serviceofchange.com now here's another one that I haven't seen it's called Sugar Coated there's a trailer uh, available online and I believe it might be on Netflix now so that talks about basically how Um, it's another business. They're selling you sugar. And then a WebMD article that I came across called Your Brain on Sugar says it gives you a rush, messes with your mind, and always leaves you wanting more. And now researchers are calling for the government to regulate the sweet stuff like a drug. Because it is a drug. Just because we have it every day doesn't mean it's not a drug. Uh, I'm just going to read the beginning here. It says, Is sugar worse for you than, say, cocaine? According to a 2012 article in the journal Nature, it's a toxic substance that should be regulated like tobacco and alcohol. Researchers point to studies that show that too much sugar, both in the form of natural sucrose and high fructose fat, it also wreaks havoc on our liver, mucks up our metabolism, impairs brain function, and may leave us susceptible to heart disease, diabetes, even cancer. Well, what was I just saying? Sugar feeds cancer. So far, no federal action has been taken. Advocates blame industry lobbyists, and experts say simply raising awareness isn't enough, especially when 80% of our food choices contain sugar. It's like watching a train wreck in slow motion, says co-author Laura Schmidt, Ph.D., a researcher at the University of California San Francisco. You can continue reading this article. I have the links at serviceofchange.com in the show notes. I highly recommend you do it because knowledge is power as I've been saying and my goal is to empower everybody here uh, the same way I've been able to make a change in my life with my diet diet and for my family because I refuse now to be a paycheck for not only the medical industry but the sugar industry and, and again it, this is where I believe revolution can take place with what you know now and with what you're going to know once you start doing your own research you can make a change that will affect the financing of these companies follow the money right you can cut that mo- cut that money out by stop buying these things even look right now it's obvious we are all addicted to sugar in some way shape or form i have sugar in my home i enjoy my occasional sweet snack but i have drastically changed my diet I'm not giving these companies the money that I used to spend to make them rich and make us sick when we then have to get health care that's going to uh, not help us at all when we're sick. Let me, let me step back for a second and come to another article. Because we're supposed to trust in our authorities appointed above us and trust in the government. And I came across another article today uh, on Facebook through uh, Dr. Mercola. He's got some pretty good health-related stuff up there. CDC, Corrupt Disaster Center, dated September 13, 2016. Uh, it, basically, I'm just going to highlight one portion here. CDC's cozy ties with Coca-Cola. The CDC should be cracking down on corporations promoting products linked to poor health and disease. Instead, they appear to have taken Coca-Cola, a leader in the production of sugar-sweetened beverages linked to obesity and chronic disease, under their protective wing. Earlier this year, for instance, Barbara, Barbara Bowman, Ph.D., former director of the CDC's Division for Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention, left the agency unexpectedly, Two days after her close ties with with Coca-Cola were revealed, Bowman reportedly aided a Coca-Cola representative in efforts to influence World Health Organization officials to relax recommendations on sugar limits. Bowman, however, was not the only CDC official looking out for Coca-Cola uncovered email suggests that Dr. Michael Pratt, Senior Advisor for Global Health in the National Center for Chronic Disease Prevention and Health Promotion at the CDC has also promoted and led research for the soda giant. And it goes on and on and gives examples of more corruption throughout the CDC. How basically people who have ties to these big sugar promoting companies are also saying that these companies are safe. Now, are you going to trust the word of the CDC? Unfortunately, if one person's bad that represents the agency, and here we have multiple people that are bad, how do we know who to trust and who not to trust? How do we know what's been bought and what hasn't been bought? I don't trust them. So when somebody tells me, oh, XYZ is safe because the CDC says so. I'm going to tell you to kiss my rear end because I don't trust the CDC. Your credibility has been ruined. It has been tarnished. And when you're coming to talking about truth and facts, if you can't be trusted, if I can't trust one thing, I can't trust anything. So I'm going to need to do my own independent research. And what I do is I have learned through my own research, through my own trial and error, what works as far as my own health and wellness care. And I've never felt better. So this, like I said, this is the revolution. I'm giving you the information here, which you may have heard before anyway. This information. And now you can make a plan. Now you can start to cut sugar out of your diet. And for me, the way I started, I drank a glass of lemonade every day, sometimes twice a day. It was all I drank. I never drank water. So I slowly started to change with just the one drink of lemonade. I cut it half with water. Didn't taste as good, but I could tolerate it. And after a few months, I was able to cut the lemonade out altogether and just drink straight water. And that's how I got rid of drinking all these sugar infused fruit drinks and sodas. I cut it all completely out of my life. All I drink now is water. Sometimes, um, you know, and I'll make my own teas, my own herbal teas, my own ginger teas, chamomile tea. And I, I drink lemon water, too. I squeeze my own lemon into the water. But I don't add any sugar to it, and I don't miss it. Your palate will change once you start to detox from the sugar intake. Okay? And again, I'm not perfect. I don't drink soda anymore. I don't drink juice anymore. But I, I, once in a while, I'll have, uh, you know, something sweet because, I, you know, I, I do have a sweet tooth from time to time. And that's okay in moderation. But I'm eating other foods, nutritious foods, vegetables, uh, alkaline-based foods, uh, and I'm drinking smoothies every single morning. I make a smoothie with spinach, with banana, with different types of of nuts, uh, and and an assortment of vegetables going in there. So I'm getting my daily dose of what I need to help alkaline my bloodstream and keep my body in in, uh, optimal condition. That doesn't mean I don't get sick, but when I do get sick, I fight it off much faster, especially with the, uh, the remedies that I'm using to treat it. So... Let this empower you. I want you to do your research. I want you to look into this stuff a little bit more. Let me know what you found. Let me know your experience. Let me know what works for you. Uh, you know, Send me an email. Hit me up, uh, facebook.com slash truthseeker, T-R-U-T-H-S-E-I-K-E-R. That'll bring you to my Facebook page. Send me a message. Write a comment somewhere. Um, what's working for you? What are your thoughts on this? You know, what we need to understand is that Our trusted quote-unquote officials Have been bought for a profit And that's very scary But once you're aware of it It's not so scary anymore because we can find our own way. We don't even need to take to the streets. You just need to make better choices at the grocery store. And I know that can be overwhelming, but there are a wealth of resources out there that can help you determine is this GMO, is this not GMO, does this have sugar, does this not have sugar in it. Uh, You know, more importantly, you want to really start a revolution, start growing your own. I've talked about it in a previous show. Uh, I did start sprouting again, so I have, you know, healthy sets of sprouts coming up. Every couple of days, and I'm able to put into my smoothies. I have some garlic planted around my property. I don't know how well it's doing yet, Um, you know, but you know, that's my medicine. That's my revolution. Now, you know, I'm growing my own food. I know what's in it. You know, I have my own chicken, so I'm getting fresh eggs. So the chickens aren't being tortured. They're not being mistreated. They've got a great life. They're free range. I'm getting nice, clean eggs for myself and my family. That's revolutionary. And I'm not hurting anything anybody I'm just making better decisions for myself and my family and being health conscious I'm being conscious of the life around me and spiritually and balanced that's change that we don't have to get all worked up about stuff just take the time and educate yourself I went a lot longer than I intended to tonight but this was an important show uh, and it ties there's just connections to everything I, I didn't go too deep into the spiritual stuff but my intuition has been a guiding factor in this. It's what led me to the alkaline diet a year before my father got sick. I, again, I explain it in great detail in food for the archons, that inner voice uh, you know that tends to guide us. We need to learn to listen to that voice. And once you detox from the sugar, I, I think you're gonna find that you can start to hear that voice a lot better as well because you'll be thinking uh, much clearer. Uh, quick food for the archons update. Uh, i been, you know, the, the, I received the artwork for the cover a while ago, and I, I started, you know, uh, adding that to the cover, and it looks phenomenal. I'm going to be planning a cover reveal once we're a little bit closer to the launch date. Uh, I am about halfway through my first edit, and and I just get more and more excited about this book uh, as it's coming together. It's really, uh, I think it's really going to have an impact. Um, so if you haven't done so already, please go to serviceofchange.com and sign up for the secret newsletter we get updates for the show and you'll get free access to read book 1 I am human and we're not who we think we are and more importantly you're going to get the updates and discount opportunities and all this fun promo stuff that's going to be coming up once the book's ready to come out I really want this book to go out there I really want you to read this because I have so many important things to talk about in this book uh, and I think you know if we can change our perspective if we can shift if we can open our minds Beyond what the mainstream media is telling us of, be afraid, we have to go to war, we have to vote for this person because we don't have any power to make a difference. If we can understand a few key principles that I'm putting out there in this book, we can change the world for the better and we don't have to get violent. So let me uh, let me end the show here. Uh, one more plug. If you would like to be a guest on the show talking about... Anything under the sun that you think would be relevant to the show, some more of this health stuff, uh, spirituality, aliens, UFOs, parallel worlds, whatever you may be an expert in, or if you've just had an experience, an opinion, or a theory. I want people like you and me to be able to have these discussions, so if you've had an experience, an encounter, a funky dream, hit me up, I want to have you on the show uh, so, so the world can hear that, hey... This stuff is more common than we realize. We are not alone in our search. There are people like me out there. There is power in numbers. There's power in understanding that. So please, I'd love to hear from you. There's a lot of good stuff at serviceofchange.com. Please take some time and, uh, and check it out. That's all the time I have for The Seeker Podcast today. I'm Dennis Nappy II with Service of Change, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you.
0: I everybody 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 Welcome to Truth Seekers.